everybody, and thank you for listening to the 11-1 Project. This is a podcast made by Kristen and Aaron. We are going to be discussing how we are integrating the chakras into our daily lives. We are starting on November 1st, hence 111. You can start whenever you hit play. Now, today, oh my goodness, today, buckle up, put your seatbelts on. We are going on a ride. We are talking about pings, those beautiful flashes of inspiration, those quick ideas that jump into your head. Maybe it'll lead you to go to a certain salad restaurant that you just love and it's going to contribute towards your healthy lifestyle. Maybe it'll take you to Italy to cure a generational curse from the witch burning days. I don't know. Listen, that's the amazing thing about pings and about the 11-1 project. You never know where we're going to take you. So dear listener, if you have ever been on a family vacation and felt the calling to go find accessories from a previous life, this episode is for you. If not, let's enjoy it because, I mean, this stuff is amazing. So sit back, enjoy the ride. Let's get started. Today, so happy to see you. And today we're going to be discussing pings, those magical little downloads, those little insights, those little moments of inspiration that can lead you down new and exciting pathways in life. Are you ready to discuss pings today? I am excited. I'm ready. Yes. Pings about any pings? Well, one thing that occurred to me, I know I've, you know, shared often that I've worked in nonprofits and, and work at a university. Um, and I, one thing that I always tell myself as a project manager and that I say to others is that they should make my title CPO, chief ping officer, because that's kind of like what my job is, is pinging people and reminding them, you know, of their path, of professionally. Uh, And I think it's kind of funny that CPO works for what we're talking about today too, which is all the different kinds of pings um, that we can get. So even though I was labeling myself CPO for my day job, as it turns out, it is my soul job. So I pulled a card and it's a little, it's not troubling, but it's, it's not the upbeat card that I usually end up getting during our podcast, but I just pulled a card from the Little Darkness Reclaim Oracle deck, and it is the Revenge card. And it says, revenge is a desire to make you feel the pain that you awoke in me. It arises when I am wronged, when I cannot bear to watch you walk away, proudly and unharmed. I must push you away. I have lost faith. It Take it upon myself to tip the scale. Okay, here's what I'll say. First, I was like, I'm going to ask her to pull another card because this <laughs> isn't aligned. But but that's what pings are. It's you're taking it upon yourself. So it's 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 not. If we think about this idea of revenge, and we think about this idea of like revenge on the path that you set out for yourself, or re- thinking differently around like the way that you've structured your your day-to-day life and you're taking it upon yourself to to change that and so when you think about your current self working with your past self and I'm talking about this lifetime um you know you're you're really taking it upon yourself to to make changes right I mean, listen, if if you're out to get revenge, you could get some pings guiding you on just how to do it. All right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I must admit, probably over the years, I've had a number of pings relating to how to <laughs> revenge. It's a uh, human experience. And hey, let's just own it. You know what, when I'm giving readings and I say to people, hey, if what 
we come up out with for, you know, the way that your room looks when I open up your records. If it doesn't make sense at the beginning, it always makes sense at the end. So let's sit with this idea of revenge as we're, we're chatting through pings. Um, but for now, I can move us on to... Well, I just quickly pulled a clarifier and two popped out, faith so and disappointment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, the truth is, I mean, if you are facing any of those things, it might be a good time to sit down and listen to some pain. You know, if you're feeling lured to do revenge, if you're feeling lured into disappointment, you're losing faith, it might be a good sign to sit down, quiet your mind and get some kind of divine inspiration. I love that. And sometimes, you know, when you're really following pings, sometimes what you're doing is saying goodbye to paths that you used to pursue and that can come along with disappointment um and that can come along with a high dose of faith as well right where you just have to kind of trust that inner knowing um and following following that pain to, to where you want to go and disappointment pings aren't all sunshine and roses sometimes following pings means that you're walking away from careers relationships or structures that you've you know become very comfortable with in a way that you've set up your life so well, look at us I mean you could even I, I've gotten pings that I'm like disappointed in I'm like really oh totally 100% and then yeah you do have to follow the faith and and keep up with it but we keep talking about pings and I know that you know I'm familiar with the concept for a long time but that specific word that naming of it I have related it from the to be magnetic with Lacey Phillips and she speaks at great lengths about following pings but do you want to give us a little intro on you know your understanding of what pings are and, you know, where you can receive them? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's the pings, the CPO, chief ping officer reminders, right? Reminder, reminder, reminder. But really that's like you popping up in somebody's inbox, like ping, ping, ping. And really the way that it works with your intuition or with your guides or with the universe is no different. They keep popping up these pings in your mind, in your inbox, or sometimes it comes through signs or meaningful coincidences. So, you know, there are lots of ways that you can receive pings and I'll share that there are pings that you can receive in your body. So that's just a general knowing or seeing or hearing or feeling or smelling or tasting, right? Those are all of the, the ways that we talk about having a, a knowing um, in your body. You can also receive pings through signs um, or you know, meaningful coincidences. Uh, and just, you know, if you're open to kind of paying attention, you can kind of track your pings and understand how they come to you. Um, for me, I think I get them in all of the ways, not smelling or tasting. No, not for me. Um, but the rest of the ways that I've just shared or ways that pings kind of appear before me. Um, how do pings appear for you? Pings for me usually appear as little flashes of insight in my brain. And sometimes it's during meditation or sometimes it's just out of nowhere. But it'll kind of come up where... I'm not thinking the way that I identify them as a ping is if it's just a, a splash of an idea that I'm literally not thinking about at all at the moment, you know, and, and sometimes it'll be like a bigger download of just like a, a like a, a massive amount of information just appears in my head on a certain topic. And, and I'll do like you were just saying, I'll jot it down and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to run and do it at that exact moment. But it's like, okay, why am I all of a sudden thinking about this person or this town or, you know, this food? I'm going to write that down and see what that is. Sometimes I'll get a ping and I don't even know what it means. You know, I'm like, right. is, that a, is that even a place? Like, what, what does that even mean? And then if I start to look into it, um, it'll be an interesting source of information. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of how I receive it is usually it's just like in my head it's like some type of 
um, unintended insight. How do you differentiate pings from intuition or to you, is it the same, right? I think they feel different in my body, you know, I can, I can feel it differently in my body. And I also intuition, it kind of seems like I have some type of base of knowledge of something, or at least I'm considering that subject, or I'm, I've been thinking about the subject. The ping is like a flash out of nowhere, you know, that I'm like, huh? I think mm. a ping is kind of, to me, it's more of a, a surprise. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. That's how I would say it. But what about you? How would you? Yeah. I, I was thinking about pings a lot, right? Because I've used the term, like I said, like in my professional life for long, long, long time, chief ping officer. I use that term a lot when I'm giving readings um, because especially when clients are really trying to kind of drill down on a decision or they want to know what it would be like, or they might say to me like, oh, I'm considering like these three areas. Um, I had a client who was making a film and he said, I'm, I'm considering these three different films and they're all very different. So as he's talking, I kind of get like nothing right? Like physically, I feel it or like a ping, like a positive um, ping or a negative ping while the client is talking. And then I say like, okay, well, right off the bat, like the, the most energy that your guides have is between like option one. Um, let's talk about that. But then let's also talk about like why they're not as jazzed about options two and three. Again, it's always going to be the client's choice on what what they pursue but I I typically kind of that's how I always say to clients like oh I'm getting a ping on this or I'm getting absolutely nothing and which means that that's actually rare when that happens but it can be so that um you know they really there's there's no positive or negative choice to make they just have to make a choice right so let's talk about some fun pings that we've had and followed. You recently took a polar a polar plunge ping. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, the idea popped into my head right around New Year's of just, you know, a polar plunge, like jumping into the water um, here in the harbor in Boston um, as like a way to start off the new year with a bang. And it's definitely not something I even wanted to do. I did not <laughs> want to do that. I don't like being cold. I do not like being out in the cold. You know, I'm not like winter is not my favorite season. Um, and then I looked into it and there was like a thing and, and I asked around and I found a friend who was, you know, crazy enough to go do it with me too. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. And then I just did it. But that I would differentiate from intuition or any kind of other idea because I literally did not want to do it. I was like, but why would I ever want to do this? But it was, right. <laughs> it was like a concept that popped into my head. And then I was just like, okay, you know, it's the beginning of the year. I'm following my pings. I guess I'm going to go do this. I love it. I love it. And that's like, I think too, when I was kind of trying to come up with my list of pings, um, for this call or even to think, I mean, there's so many, but to just like, I think some of the funnest pings are like, we don't know why. And it, and it might not have a, you know, some sort of like outcome or ending, you know, it's not like you followed the ping and you got a new client or you followed the ping, right? There's no, it's just actually just opening yourself up to, to doing things without expecting or being like, you know, really committed to some sort of end result. Yeah, and I can say, I mean, I was one of the things that I have written down is like trying to develop more in, within like my authentic self is like a um, an openness to adventure and like returning to that ability to be like a little bit more adventurous in my life. And so I can see that that was kind of like a step in that direction, you know, that it's not the most exciting thing, but it was definitely like out of the box for what I would typically want to do. And um, it was great. It was actually a wonderful way to start the new year. I highly recommend it to anybody. It was not that cold. And once you get out of the water, it's actually almost kind of warm, I think, because your body's in like shock. But I feel like you lucked out weather-wise <laughs> with the New Year's. 
polar plunge. Yeah, it's been a lot worse, but. I just gave a reading to somebody recently, and I may have mentioned this on our last um, recording. I, I can't remember, but I love this. And I wrote it down for myself because what the guides told this client back in November is that we cannot let our human fears and choices limit or get in the way of the adventurous spirit of our soul, right? And so there's a million reasons why you could have come up with like, eh, you know, New Year's Day polar plunge doesn't work for me beyond not wanting to be cold, but you just went with that, right? Our souls are very adventurous. Um, and I think following pings without really having any idea why it can, um, can kind of lead you on that path to adventure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really will. And, and it's not just adventure. It's just when you're trying new things and you're, you're willing to just go down different paths, it doesn't have to be something like as simple and silly as like a polar plunge, but anything, you know, if you're willing to follow a creative little thread that's popped into your head, um, that takes a level of guts and determination and um, whatever the outcome is, you're, you usually are ending up better for it you know right yeah I think too like so and I want to make sure that we continue to talk about some of the more adventurous pings but I also will like give an example of like a ping that I knew exactly why it happened and what my kind of action step was and um, and that can happen too, right? Where pings are leading you further down your path and you are clear there, you can reflect back and say like, oh, okay, this is, this is why that happened. And, um, and this is just from like signs, you know, from kind of the universe, but my, my mom had two, um, two dogs, their brothers, and they passed within a few months of each other. And, you know, I, never seen this specific license plate before um, while driving around town, but it came up over and over and over again. One of her dog's names was Pepe. And I would just find myself like all the time behind this car and the license plate was just Pepe. And, you know, it, what that meant was, okay, like take the time, reach out, see how she's doing, check in and also share. Like I'm you know, I mean, I talk to my mom every day, but like I'm reaching out because I saw this license plate because what you can do in sharing the signs that are coming to you is, is share them for other people as well. Um, because sometimes the signs are just a way for you to connect um, to other people, what, what they might be needing a sign on. Um, so. Yeah. And just having that courage of saying, Hey, I saw this license plate, so I thought I'd reach out to you, you know, and and see what that pings in that other person, because then you're you're really the ping for the other person, and you're spreading it, you know. Right, right. I had a ping to out of nowhere, just I don't even remember why. I even have it written down here on my list on December twenty seventh, twenty twenty, about Jasper National Park in Canada. Just, I remember the word, like, literally, I remember hearing the word Jasper in my head being like, huh, like, what even is that? And I looked up Jasper National Park, and it was in Canada. And this was um, during the COVID was still pretty, um, you know, not that it's not gone, not that it's gone or anything, but there were a lot more restrictions in Canada. Right. And I was going through grieving my mom with my sisters. And um, we ended up using not jasper but on the other side the the national park spreads into montana and we went to glacier mm. national park within the united states and my sisters met me and my kids there and it, it was a real healing vacation mm. and it was a place that i never would have gone to i would have i mean mm. maybe not never would have gone to but it wouldn't have been like oh we should all go on a trip to montana like no <laughs> not right like in my head but just listening to that ping and then right. seeing how I can bring that into my reality ended up being a really beautiful healing experience for not just me, but for my sisters, because then I shared it with them, right? And they were down for the adventure of it also. So that was another fun example. 
I think that's the thing too, right? So, so Jasper National Park, right? Like, so you could have just gotten a ping on a national park and you could have landed anywhere in the US, but because you were drawn to that specific area, then you came down across the border and you landed exactly where you needed to in that space. Um, and this is just reminding me of like the most ridiculous ping, okay? Well, it's not. I can't wait. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, it's just reminding me. I didn't even have it on my list, but um, my my friend and I met for a girls' weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, and she does readings as well. And we, um, you know, we got there, and we're all set to kind of have this like spa hikey kind of weekend um, together. And um, we did a reading exchange. And we both saw, she gave me a reading and then I gave her a reading. We both saw this ring. I probably have a picture of it, but it was, um, it was like a red stone and the, the stones were shaped in like this triangle shape. And it was like, you've had a past life in this area. She did, not me. Um, you've had a past life in this area and actually a piece of your jewelry from this past life is sitting in one of these um, antique markets here and you can find it and you can get it. And, you know, it just like brings some closure to um, the, any of the trauma that you've had in that life. We ended up, I mean, when I tell you, first of all, I had no idea that Phoenix Arizona has like a million friggin' <laughs> antique stores. Okay. I had no idea. It was like this big red rock, you know, yeah, like. <laughs> it's like this big thing there. I literally didn't know. I cannot tell you how many stores we went into we took ubers all over house bells and we looked we literally like drew a picture but we'd walk in and like just ask them like do you have anything like this and we'd you know scan and then we'd leave they thought we were like the biggest weirdos and then i actually had a work commitment and so um we moved hotels we checked into this hotel and we're laying there and i had like two hours before i had to be at this like work function and i'm just like I can't believe we did. It was also so hot and we we're running all over. And I'm like, there's one more place. It's a 30 minute Uber ride away. I think we should go. And we went and we walked. And this place was like, it was like football fields long, the size of this antique place. And I'm like, I said, like, where's your jewelry section? And they're like, which one? And I'm like, oh my God. Anywho, the, the point of the story is that we end up seeing the ring and we see it and we're like, that's the ring. Oh my God. But as we kind of crouch down because the ring caught our attention, we see, which we wouldn't have seen the ring that's like three layers behind it. And we were like, oh, that's, this isn't your ring. Your ring is behind it. But we would have never kind of crouched down and seen it if we didn't. So she bought both rings <laughs> and wow. she, she took them home and, you know, it was fun. I learned a lot yeah. about oh. antiques. Okay. Wasn't how I was planning on spending the girls weekend, but it was super fun. And she's wears the ring every day, not the red one, but, but the other one. And it's beautiful. And she was able to kind of give this whole like past life healing to herself um, and really see herself wearing that ring and what it meant to her in that life. So well, I mean, isn't that just the amazing part about it? It's like, you have no idea mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. this little idea is going to lead. You just have zero idea, right? right? And if you're willing and you're open to it, like it could just lead to, I mean, look at that. I mean, interdimensional healing. Wow. Yes, totally. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, also that like our guides and pings can be, the, the pings are intuitive and the pings are smart. We both realized as I'm crouching down and I'm looking and I'm like, here's the ring. Oh no, that's not the ring. We were both drawn to the ring behind it. We would have never, cause there was, like I said, it was like a football field of jewelry. Um, we would have never, we were just kind of like running through <laughs> just like scanning quickly. So, you know, our pings like this Jasper National Park, like, you know, you went like right below it, but then you ended up exactly where you're supposed to end up. But to get to those amazing experiences, you need to be willing to listen. Yes. Right? And yes. to like take note of it and have some faith, follow back on them and be like, well, what was that idea I had? You know, 
am I going to have the courage to do something about that? Am I going to reach out to people on this? Right. Um, putting yourself out there and like having faith in yourself is it's hard, right? It's a learned skill. So that's something, especially like some things, I, this is a silly one. It's like, you know, I've talked to you. Oh my God. I know oh. what you're going to say. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, maybe we could get a sponsorship. I don't know. Uh, sweet greens. If you yeah, know sweet greens. <laughs> Kristen's eyes are like rolling back here. We go again. Um, it, but I've been, you know, on a, like a health focus this yep. year. Yeah. Like, go to sweet greens. So I've been going to sweet greens and I never, I mean, I had gone a couple of times, but now I have like a serious problem. It doesn't always have to be interdimensional you know, uh-huh. healing trauma. It's oh my like gosh, totally. Following the being, doing it and then seeing where it goes. Right. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about your sweet greens, because <laughs> even I have evolved in my thinking on your sweet greens pings. Um, I mean, if they're, if they're interested in, in sponsoring <laughs> our email. Yes, please. Please do. Um, we love sweet greens. Well, I've never been to sweet greens, but Aaron loves sweet greens. What I'll say about that and where I've landed on that is to me, your sweet greens. So you're following this ping, you're going to sweet greens, you're going to sweet greens a lot. Okay. But to me, what I said, because I'm also really focused on, you know, health and prioritizing self-care and where I think I left you a voice note about this, like last week is one, I want to love anything as much as you love sweet greens. And two, you are taking aligned action, as they say, to be magnetic. And we're both going through their manifestation challenge right now, but you are taking action to meet like your goals and the outcomes that you want. And maybe you going to sweet greens, you know, for lunch means that that impacts your um, grocery list or what you're bringing into the home um, and, or makes it easier for you to, you know, figure out your dinner plan so that you're continually making choices that meet your needs. And so go you, go you. Yeah, I think it's what you just said too, to like follow up on that. Like some people might be like, I've never even had a ping. Like, I don't know what these ladies are talking about. Mm. But if you take some time to set up some goals or ideas or some visions of what you might like, right? Mm. The Sweet Greens example follows into my vision of like wanting to get back to a healthier me, you know, post kids get back to feeling better. And then with that vision, that mindset in my head, that's when ideas can start to spring up. And so that's kind of like where the pings come in. So I'm not just sitting here like, oh, sweet greens. Oh, maybe I'll go, you know, like going all over the place. But if you have a bigger idea and then you take notice of the ideas that are popping up relating to that bigger vision, and then you can kind of see how it might lead. So the example with Jasper National Park, with me having a goal of like, you know, healing my grief and, and healing the sadness that I was feeling. And so that was a ping that I could then relate towards that bigger goal. Um, so I hope that makes some sense and kind of puts a little context in, in what we're talking about. Yeah. And I think like one thing we can't talk about pings or intuition without talking about anxiety and fear, because fear a lot of times can drown out your knowing Um, and there's a strong, we've talked about this before, like the difference between intuition and anxiety. And so I will say, I actually just thought of this this morning because I think with my two kids, they are, oh man, they're just wild. You know, they are with all the labels that everyone's like, do you have a spicy child? Do you have a, you know, willful child? All these things, like they're just all of those labels they are. And I think for me, I've always had a lot of like fear with them um, that they're going to get hurt and all these things. Um, But the pings that I started to get a few years ago, specifically around, you know, my younger son is like, I can't hold him back from his adventurous spirit. I cannot constantly be the thing that's preventing him from doing what he physically knows he can do or what his soul knows that he can do. And just this morning, I was thinking like, how many times have I had this you know, I'm always like, is it it intuition or is it anxiety? How many times have I thought like something like they were going to get hurt and they didn't versus that they're going to be fine and they weren't 
like the number there is just this huge scale of like how much time have I even wasted right what and just continually mothering from a place of like fear and control of like oh my gosh I don't want them to get hurt and you know I really have to work and have been working on quieting and this comes from pings as well like quieting out that that fear to make sure that my fear is not drowning out my knowing yeah absolutely and I, w- I would say one way that I usually can try and differentiate like is this an inspired action or is this like a, mm. a fear is like what's the mindset that I'm in at the time that that concept pops into my head uh-huh. because typically I mean I think it's very natural to have fear and anxiety and and concern about all these different things and it can kind of quiet you down and and make you say oh but you know what if you do do that polar plunge what if you get sick what if you get this what if you get that you know what if people laugh at you what if people do this whatever but what was I thinking about when that idea came into my head you know and am I talking myself out of something or am I allowing something to happen and so if you really stop and say, you know, what was the root of that idea? And with a ping, I often can't find the root to that idea. Mm, right. But with fear, I can usually, I can usually say, oh, well, that kind of reminds me of when I was a kid or when this happened or that happened. Um, so that's one way that I try and identify whether or not it's inspired or if it's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, like, they're not all going to be these big, these, they're not going to all have like a, an outcome that you even know what the outcome is. Like sometimes I get a ping, like when I'm driving and I'm like, go left instead of right, go this way instead of that way. And, you know, my whole family will be in the car and they're like, why are we, why are we turning? Why, where are we going? Why are we going this way? And where I've landed is like, as long as I do a double check that that's not coming out of any anxiety um, or, you know, I'm not in a rush or sometimes I am in a rush and I'm just getting a strong ping to go one way instead of the other. And I know it's going to take a lo- little longer. I do that. And where I've landed with that is that it's probably not even about me right? Like it could be my car being in this one location that then like does something for someone else's day. And I don't need to question it. And I don't know um, what it is. Um, But I definitely, yeah, like you'll see me driving all over town. (laughs) I mean, and that's it. Like you just said, I don't need to question it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to question well something with driving is kind of like an an easier example but like with some of the bigger ideas like start a new business or mm -hmm. move here or Mm -hmm. or, you know I don't know go talk to someone especially hit someone who you haven't reached out to in some time I've shared before that a lot of the work that I do or how this you know the 11-1 project came up or it's just me following a little ping or the 63-day chakra walk. Or then I went through and I did the entire 11-1 project, but with a tree in my yard, I followed a ping um, to go through the entire 11-1 project again. But instead of giving myself healing or Reiki, I worked with a tree on my property. Which tree? That was a ping. I just walked out and I knew, oh, it's this It's this specific tree. And so every day for the seven weeks, I went out and I um, worked with the tree and I worked through all of the chakras the same way um that I would you know do do it for myself and in similar to you know the 63 day chakra walk or the 11 one project like some days were uneventful and other days I got these big downloads now um how did I choose the tree I got a ping to do that um how did I uh you know kind of know what what to do next. I just kind of was following my pings. But when I got to the seventh week in the crown chakra week, I actually repeated that week three times. I would finish the week and wake up and be like, I'm done. And then they're like, nope, do that again. And I did it again and again and again. (laughs) Um, And then 
you know, I just needed more time with, with the downloads there and where I landed at the end of it was just a real clarity. You know, I've been getting these pings on what programming I develop and who, how I can have the most impact and who I work with. And I love working with kids and, you know, my, my children's book on, on, on Reiki healing and, you know, managing anxiety and, and mindfulness is, is going to print. And I'm so excited about that. But what I know and the things that I've been getting is like working with children is not what my soul, I love it. I get a lot of energy there. It's not my soul's purpose. Um, it, it's a part of what I'm doing, but it's not all that I'm doing. And when we, you know, you pulled that card about disappointment at the beginning, like for me, it would be so easy. I can take that and run. I can think of a million ways that I want to work with nature and mindfulness and kids and, and develop programming. But where the disappointment comes is that I know that I have to set that down for now so that I can focus on, um, you know, working with grownups, working with grownups who work with kids um, so that I'm basically expanding impact there. But after I wrapped up that seventh week of the crown chakra and I really was like, okay, that's what I need to do. I need to kind of step away from this really children's focused um, programming and work as it relates to healing um, and work with the grownups instead. Um, I opened up my Instagram and I got, you know, just this um, ad for a class that was being run um, in a town, you know, in a neighboring town. And I clicked on it. And this woman is doing every single thing that I had said, like, I'm doing this for kids, but I've been pulling back on it. And I just thought, wow, here I am. I'm seeing like, this is her passion. This is, this is what she's meant to do. And it was such a good, I'd never heard of her organization before. And it was just such a good kind of ping for me of like, yes, you can see this and you can support and you can know like, this is for her and it's not for you. But, you know, for me, like following that ping and working in the crown chakra with, with my trees for three weeks straight, um, that led to me like, getting a kind of a download on what the purpose of my business, the purpose of my soul. I changed, you know, I, I changed the name of my business. I changed the name of my website. I'm, I'm like going through now and I'm very clear that like the children's book is an offering and a passion project within the umbrella of what I offer. Um, but it's not the main focus. And it's led me to kind of you know, spend the last few weeks adjusting everything. Right. And I mean, and it's just showing that you have the openness to make those adjustments. It's hard to make change. It is hard. It is. And I thought like, you know, oh, um, okay. I need to, you know, the, this creates this, this big, long to-do list. And I, you know, I, then I still get, and, and sometimes the pings are like, I think for me, like this, like test, right? Like, so after I did that, like I got a ping about like, um, uh, you know, would you be willing to present at this children's conference on, you know, natural outdoor mindfulness activities for kids? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Like, of course, this would be such a great way, you know, to promote my book and to, to do that. But I just thought, no, no, actually I'm going to take time to think about, how I can double down on programming for, you know, for adults. And the, so the book is called the star garden, the children's book. And my, my, my business name has always been star garden healing for years and years and years. Um, and then I changed it to share soul magic because like, what am I doing here? And what the work that, and this really came, I've always say lately, have you ever considered hugging a tree. Okay. Because doing that first, I know I support you with your sweet greens and I would like you to support. I've hugged trees. You've told me to, yes. I've done it. Okay. Yes. And it's that it's the, the, the deepening of the connection with yourself and the world around you. Um, it, ha it can have a big impact and 
to me, it's always about like the intention of the moment, the intention of the time, place, space that I'm creating. And that's just been, you know, something good for me. But that all came out of a ping. Sometimes when people are like, why are you doing a 63 day chakra wrap? I don't know. Um, Why are you, you know, working through Reiki or energy healing with a a tree for seven plus weeks that turned into 10 weeks? I don't know. I'm just following a ping. Um, So it's also an experiment in like giving up control. You know, I I don't usually think of myself as like a controlling person, but right. um, When you're just saying, all right, I'm going to give this a shot, Mm. you know? yeah experiment in like okay I'm gonna do it yeah see how it goes because it's just like a willingness to step into something that you don't know the outcome to and and just it's fun if if you're open to that if you can let your mind be open to that it's just gonna lead you in a lot of new and exciting ways but one of the ones I wanted to talk for you to talk about before we run out of time is your peeing and your trip to Italy because it's just such a great (laughs) (laughs) such a great topic so can you share with us a little bit about that sure so I have Italian heritage um and I think for honestly you know I I keep pretty good notes for self-readings and readings others have given me and for a couple of years had been getting what what kept coming up was this idea that you know, there was a healing to be had, um, around my Italian ancestry and, um, but then no more information was given. Right. And so this has been going on for a couple of years and, um, we had planned to go to France this summer. And so we had the the trip planned and then probably in the spring, I think it was around my birthday, I began getting these really intense downloads of visuals of this past life that I had had in Italy. Um, not where my family is from, but in a, in another, um, in another part of, of Italy. Um, and I kind of like right off the bat, I let my you know, my husband know, and then my mom know, oh, hey, you know, when we're there, we're going to need to take a little side trip to, to Italy. And they're like, all right, great. Love Italy. Why? Like, oh, I just have to, you know, he- do some ancestral healing there. And they're like, where in Italy? I'm like, I'm not sure. Um, I know the general area, but I'm not sure. And, you know, I think like the the very quick version of, of this story is that, there was um, an, an incident um, tied to a past life that I had where um, I was a healer and an herbalist and had kind of been involved in um, these wild, you know, witch hunts of the day. I knew the timing, it was in the 1500s. Um, and so I was involved in these kind of like witch hunts of that time and the name and and ultimately was shown that I had kind of cursed my family line um or 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 cursed this this other person who then ultimately ended up in my family line and it was a curse relating to abundance um and you know that specifically tied to the to the males in the family line and of course you know I've got my two sons and they kind of showed me like Here's the impact of you going back and doing the homework and, and clearing that curse. One of the names that came up um, was the um, it, it was called the the Benin the Benindanti. So you know, I get this name and I'm like, oh, this must be a family name and this must be the person that I cursed. But what I'm seeing is that the the Benindanti is this group who. Um, you know, they had some, it was a, basically this cult who worked with uh, the the Catholic church to go and they were doing witch hunts, hunts because they felt like, you know, the, um, they felt like the, the work that they were doing was sacred and, you know, any, anyone else needed to basically like be burned at the stake. Okay. So I'm going down this rabbit holes. I'm, I'm like learning things of like that I've never learned before. And also I just have really never thought about like witch trials or witch hunts in the 1500s and <laughs> in Europe. And so I went down this rabbit hole there, but at the end of the day and to, 
you know, at the end of the day was like, I'm going to go to the place where this occurred, where I was, you know, kind of burned at the stake and also where my children were killed. And I am going to um, per per perform like a, a healing ceremony with the land. Um, where this is, I don't know. I know the general area. So we're going to go there. We're going to book a hotel, literally just drive around until I feel like this is the area. And so in addition to that, there was this aspect of like clearing the, the curse around abundance. And um, I was told my mother had gone to Italy and she had visited the, the family home um, years ago, and they gave her these little like treasures and trinkets, right? These like, little like crystal pieces and other things that had been in the home for hundreds of years. Um, and she brought those and I had two of them in my house. And the ping that I got is like, you are to bring these that I'm to bring these two items with me, which was a hard thing, right? I love them. They're beautiful. I have them in a place of prominence in my home. Wow. And basically that across land and sea and time and space that I'm to clear this idea that all abundance in my family line will be followed by sorrow. Mm. And so one way to do that was to give a gift and to just say that, you know, it's a gift from the past to ensure an abundant future. And I was told like, so now I'm going to Italy and I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for a stranger. And one thing that my guides did tell me is like, you wish this could be like a nun or somebody like cute and elderly that you see and that you can like easily make sense of why you're giving them this. They're like the person that you're going to give this to, it's going to make no sense to you, but you're going to know them when you see them. Um, and then the other piece is that I did a lot of um, healing to that timeline, to myself, to my family, to that land before I got there. I brought um, a whole boatload of crystals that I had selected and worked with. And I made myself a grant of like, when I get to this place, it's actually, I don't need hours or days there. I need like 15 minutes. And then anytime that I want to kind of, you know, work through, work through this healing, because I came with like my, my crystals and exactly what I wanted to say. And so um, what I can share is that my, my, my mom and my husband knew that I was on this mission and we were um, about, about the place, you know, I was driving around in the countryside and I literally felt like this ping in my heart. We, we actually found this one town that um, it was called when I, when I looked it up, I'm like, this must be it, right? It's there. It's called Paroldo. And there's a population of 230 and it's like the home of the Italian witches. I'm like, of course this is it. Well, no, we got there. We drove there. It was the most beautiful, peaceful place. And it wasn't it. I just knew it wasn't it. So we keep driving and off in the distance, I see this castle and I just felt this like pull from my heart there. And I'm like, this is where it is, right? And so we get there. It's like this completely deserted castle town. Um, and I perform my ceremony and I just know like I did it and this is complete. I don't need to spend a day here. I don't need to be in some trance. Like I could hear, you know, my kids in the background kind of like laughter through the hills. Like that's okay. It did not need to be this intense um, like ceremony. Um, but I spent the time in the place. I completely followed that ping. And then we were having this dinner and our waitress appears the second she appeared at the table. I was like, oh my God, it's her. She is this, like, looked like she could be a supermodel. Okay. Like just this young, shiny, bright, like the most bubbly personality. And I was like, why does she need my family's crystals? <laughs> you know, why does she need? And I leaned over to my husband and my mom. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's her. And they're like, what? Like they're, you know, they're feeling uncomfortable. I'm like, Listen. like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, let's just go through the dinner. We end up having this like four hour long dinner that was so much fun. And 
I just said, you know what, at the end of it, and she was coming over, we had the dogs and the kids and they were bringing us all these like free, you know, um, like drinks to try and fruit and bringing out steak for the dogs and just like the warmest person you could ever meet. And I just said to everyone, like, I have to go back to the hotel. I'm going to get um, these items and I'm going to bring them to her and I'm going to try to explain. So I basically... I come back. I'm like, Hey, do you have a minute? And I do not talk about the family curse. And I just said, you know, in a meditation, I was told that I need to come to Italy, that I need to bring these items from my house in Italy, from our family home, and that I need to gift them as a gift of, you know, healing as a gift um, for you as a sign for like abundance that is to come for, you know, for you and your future. And she was so open. She was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Nothing ever happens to me. Cause we were in a very small kind of town. Um, it's like a little city that I had no idea wasn't going to be touristy. It, it was not at all. And she was just like, this has been like the best gift I could have ever received. And I don't know why, um, I don't know why it was her again, like, but I followed all these pings and it ended up being like one of the best parts of our trip because we were just in full on adventure mode. Yeah. So that is a very long story, but I find it, it's, it's inspiring. It's like taking a ping and really, really, truly running with it. And what I love the most about it it's like sometimes we get these pings and we don't know because maybe that information wasn't downloaded even though in that uh -huh. situation it was for you so right. maybe some of these silly pings are in fact some type of healing from another thing you know maybe it's not always working towards whatever mm -hmm. vision I have in my head that's going to now manifest you know maybe maybe the ping isn't going to lead to something, but maybe it's in fact healing something else. You know, we don't know. And yeah, we don't that. know. I think that's so, that story is like the perfect example of that. <laughs> it makes me look a little suspect, but I don't care. It's fine. Guess what? My timeline is healed. My uh, abundance is on the way. And I've done a lot of work for myself, for my family and for my kids and future generations. And that's just something that like, I have to trust without knowing what any of that means. I trust it. I trusted I mean, that pain. You healed the revenge of the curse. Oh my gosh. Hello. Look, hello. Look at us. I mean, that's a whole other episode was like, why, what was the curse? I, I, and, and then also to explain that I am the one, me, I cursed my family line. Um, and so who better to break that curse than myself, right? As myself as a healed person who has faith, who's not looking for revenge and who just wants to move forward in a peaceful way. Look, uh, us. This is a perfect place to end. <laughs>